I began to hear God talk to me about purpose and a plan for my life. And he began to show me things about covenant. And I went into covenant with God. And I said, if your purpose for me is to tell others about how you save and how you heal, give me a a, a framework for that. Listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, friends, and welcome to my 12th episode of the Altered Stories show, Tuana's Story. My name is Michelle Saunders Gutch, also known as Michelle Renee Gutch, founder of Altered Stories Ministry and host of this show. Before I introduce my awesome rocking gift today, I just have a few updates. First, I wanted to share that Altered Stories Ministry will be celebrating our 501c3 launch here in Overland Park at Office Evolution next Thursday from 5 to 7 for those that are in the KC area that are interested. Second, I wanted to share that God continues to bless this ministry and this show. Our show is growing, folks, and we now have close to 400 listeners on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and that is exciting. Thank you for listening to the show. There are also so many, many other stories that need to be shared And we need sponsors. So I ask that those of you listening today would prayerfully consider sponsoring some of these personal stories that we have and are ready to be shared. Moving forward, I want to get started because I can't wait. Today, I'm excited to introduce to you Tawana Clark Shepherd, Tawana is going to step into the role of Altered Stories Ministry Board Secretary, which we are so delighted about. And she also has an amazing, amazing God story that you're going to hear about today. So let me share just a little bit about Tawana, and then we will let her share a lot of different things with us today. First and foremost, she lives in the Kansas City area. She's the founder of Abundant Living Legacy Life Care. She became a Christian at an early age, but it wasn't until her early 30s that she discovered the reality of her relationship with Christ, which she will share more of. Tawana is a highly sought-after public speaker 
who's ministered, presented, and trained for many area and national churches and organizations, to include International Association of Women's Central Exchange, Kansas Leadership Center, FEMA, EPA, I mean, she goes on and on and on, UMKC, Destiny Bible Fellowship, Greater Pentecostal Temple, Crossroad Church, Girl Scouts of America. What's really exciting about Tawana, too, is she actually appears weekly on a multiple um, broadcast streams on multiple via her talk show. And that's called Talk About It with Tawana. And what she does on her show and what she does in her life and in her calling is raise awareness to the stigma and plight of mental health. And we all know how much that is needed. She is also a recipient of the Inspirational Influencer Award by IAW, and she works tirelessly to be a voice for all who battle mental and emotional illness. And let me tell you, I know she does. I know from what I have heard from her, and she's just an advocate. She has actually 20, over 22 years in the social service and counseling field, and she does serve communities and families all across, as I mentioned. She's from Kansas City and their surrounding areas. For those that are interested in her credentials when it comes to her mental health, she is licensed as a mental health professional in private practice, and she specializes in trauma-informed care as a result of her therapeutic coaching. And she also is an associate minister at her local church and regularly hosts and serves within various ministry conferences and workshops. So, man... That is a mouthful. There is a lot there. But hey, I wanted you all to know who we're talking to today. And so very, very excited to have her here. So let's move on. And I want to say welcome to the show, Tuana. Well, thank you so much. I think uh, that is um, an awesome welcome. You make it sound so, so wonderful. Well, thanks for that. So, Tawana, you know, you and I have had some conversations. It's been fun getting to know you. I can't wait to get to know you better. But you talked a little bit about the significance of your name. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yes. So my name is a family name on my father's side. And it is a family name that originally is spelled a little bit different, a tad bit different than my actual name is spelled, but that's just because of translation down the generations. But the name is Native American, and it means many rivers flowing um, is the origin of the name. And so, um, yeah, that's what it means, many rivers flowing. And I would recall whenever I talk to you, when I am talking to people who especially are spirit-filled, and I talk about the, the point in my life where I was going through some spiritual development classes. And that is when I actually was led to look up the, the meaning of my name. And immediately, I mean, I was just immediately struck by the parallels between that and the scripture that talks about out of their belly, you know, many living waters will flow. And so it's just interesting for me that Many times in Bible days, name well, not many times, every time, for the most part, names were more like attributes. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I certainly have had a journey where the Lord has caused my life um, to be a demonstration of that very thing, just many rivers flowing, being used as a vessel of God. And so, yeah. That's so awesome. You know, so many times people don't take the time to really stop and think about the significance of their name, you know, right. and I do, I do think it ties to, I mean, my name, Dutch, I mean, I, I cringed when I thought I was going to have that as a last name. It took a while, but when I did some research and looked into the meaning and what, you know, that, that meaning is, is a spokesman for God. You know, wow. I mean, it's just, I mean, I just think it's really cool, you know, how yeah. God, you know, per, is such a personal God in that way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, and I uh-huh. love, I love, I just love your name. So anyway, thank, thank you, you for sharing that. I love it and, too. Um, go ahead. Did you, did you have something else you want to share? No, I just said, I love it too. You know, we talked a little bit about, you know, what your background is. And you have a counseling ministry here in around Park, right? A therapeutic counseling ministry? Yes. And you have a radio show that ties into that? Is that right? Yes. My background is clinical social work. And um, I have a private practice um, here in Overland Park, Kansas. I am also licensed um, on the Missouri side. For those who are listening in our metropolitan area, we um, literally uh, toggle back and forth between two states quite easily. Um, mm-hmm. Kansas and Missouri are literally across the street from one another, depending on where you're at. Um, but my my office is located um, in Overland Park, Kansas. Um, I specialize in trauma-informed family systems counseling. Um, I also offer um, Christian counseling. And I am also a certified leadership coach where I also have a contract with an organization under which I also provide soul care and Christian um, coaching um, to those in leadership in in the church uh, world. So anyone in ministry that's in leadership, I am actually um, also employed with that. A Christian coaching organization, um, and we do everything from um, kind of the 911 when some things have really kind of gone wrong in church leadership to coaching um, to just try to help them make um, forward progress on very daunting challenges. Yeah, that is so needed, by the way. I think you shared a little bit about that with me in the past, mm-hmm. but what a gift that is. I love the fact that yeah. you brought that, you know, to the listeners today and yeah. how, you know, God is using you there, too. Um, the radio show is called Talk About It with Tawana. And um, the it is emphasized because the it, you know, basically refers to the stigma and kind of this hidden um, shame based approach that we tend to have to um, addressing mental health issues in our society today. And so the Lord sent somebody to me a year ago and asked me if I'd ever thought about doing a radio show. 
I think maybe the person knew that I did speaking engagements. I don't even remember, but um, it was interesting how God led my path to that. And the radio show is centered around kind of talking through the myths and misconceptions surrounding mental health and then just trying to get people connected to resources that oftentimes people don't know are available. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really, really have a heart with that particular arm of my ministry for the underserved communities and and really just trying to bring some awareness to those communities where their resources may be limited with the more obvious, um, you know, interventions for mental health wellness. Um, But I also particularly am passionate about practicing from a holistic perspective. And so um, I, for the past probably at least three or more years, have specialized in helping people either avoid psychotropic meds or come off of them or at least reduce them to a very low dose. Um, God called me to move in that direction about three or four years ago and Mm -hmm. um, has really gifted me with resources and learning and just training me up in being very well adept at that um, particular way of practicing. And so I do have a lot of people that come to me specifically for both Christian and holistic-based therapeutic interventions. Altered Stories Show is about personal stories and Mm -hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. God transforming stories, profound mm-hmm. stories where God comes in and alters, you know, your story. What I wanted to do for our listeners today, I mean, knowing you and knowing your heart, is to give you the opportunity now to share what brought you to where you are today professionally. Um, so a lot of times in my podcast show, I ask the question, and it's a big loaded question, but this is, so Tawana, where did your God story begin? So um, my God story began when I was born. I was, I am the youngest of a large number of siblings, and I am pretty much very, I'm, I, I was, I was a menopause baby, um, and so what that means basically is my mother was pretty sure she was not able to have any more children, and that was her preference by the time I came along. Um, and so, with the exception of one sibling, everybody in my family is a, significantly older than me. I was born to a mother who had had a large number of children, even though my my sibling makeup is a blended family, but a large number, even of that large number, still my mother had herself. And then she helped raise the other ones. And so um, we were a very, very enmeshed blended family to the point where I didn't necessarily know half siblings or half siblings until I was well into my adolescence. It became obvious even though I didn't have the language for it at the time. But my mother, uh, early on in my life, 
um, really struggled with postpartum depression that was that had gone undetected. This was discovered later, um, and so I'm going to try to keep my story in order. But um, mm-hmm. unknown as un- unknown to everyone, and especially her at the time, um, she was struggling with postpartum depression. Um, my father was um, an alcoholic, and so he was not of any assistance. Um, by the time I came along, I was this very involved in school. School was my safe place. We were very poor um, by the time I came along. wasn't always the case, but we were by the time I came along. Um, and uh, but so school was my safe place. I was raised in a community where public education. I was born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa, and public education there is a very high quality no matter where you live. Not a lot of private schools there because there's not a, lot, a need for it. Um, and so I had access to a lot of things that kind of helped fill the emptiness um, at school. But there came a point during adolescence where um, my teachers and even counselors started to notice a, a dive, if you will, in just kind of my affect. Um, I went from being, you know, student council president and, and just excited about being involved in all these things um, and just having a, a zest for life to just really struggling to even want to be at school. And by God's grace um, and because of the small community that I was from and because of the times back then, um, there wasn't a huge separation between the personal and the professional life of teachers and counselors and their students, because honestly, there wasn't a need for it. My um, teachers got involved in getting me into counseling. And that's where a big part of the story began as well, or took off. Through counseling, it was some years later, however. Myself and my mother, we had a breakthrough, but it was not until I spent the better part of my childhood very clinically depressed, in and out of um, mental health treatment facilities, and just really struggling um, on psychotropic meds, you know, the whole the whole thing. But interestingly enough, even with the meds, I just always felt like there was some force inside of me, because I didn't know it was God then, um, just telling me that I didn't need them. They would always try to force me back on them. I would take myself off of them. You know, it was a whole song and dance with that. But at a certain point um, in my counseling sessions, when we would have to have family sessions, because whenever you treat a child, um, you should always have family sessions throughout the process because you can't help a child if you don't address the issues going on with their caregivers. And so it was. In those sessions, some years later, that my mother finally had what I call her breakthrough. She went from being in denial about um, just her part in my pain and, and began to just have a courage about shedding the guilt and the shame because it was the guilt and the shame that caused her to be in denial. And she just had a breakthrough in counseling and began to just kind of get some, what I would call just an opportunity to, to exhale, to breathe, um, and just 
feel okay about things not being okay. From that moment on, our relationship took a huge turn for the better, and it remained consistently just wonderful um, and just growing in strength throughout the rest of her life. But for me, of course, I spent my formative years under a cloud of depression and anxiety. My emotional DNA is what I call it, was kind of formed in that. So it, it, it took me a long time still after that before I began to understand how much of my thinking and my ways of behaving were very toxic. Continuing to make really poor choices relationally all throughout my 20s led me to an uh, early marriage uh, that was a very toxic marriage. I was not in Christ, but that marriage led me to Kansas City. My uh, ex-husband's desire, of course, was to isolate me and get me away from my family because I have a large family. And so the compromise was Kansas City. Um, And so we moved to Kansas City. I really didn't have any family here, but I had a sibling here. Cost of living was cheaper than where we were living at the time. And so we came here. But within the year and a half of me coming here, God sent a wonderful woman who approached me about selling Mary Kay cosmetics, a beautiful, (laughs) God-filled powerful force of godliness woman sent her into my job where I was barely getting by. I had at this point three children on my own. My youngest child was um, on disability. He was so sick from being a preemie. She comes into my job and God sent her there, of course. Um, We couldn't have been more different. Okay, uh, ethnically, socioeconomically, couldn't have been more different. Partially my upbringing, my upbringing has, was very diverse. And so it wasn't that much of a shift for me, but um, for her, kind of, sort of. But she's just, she just felt like I was her assignment, if you will. And I was. And this woman brought me into her Mary Kay unit. Her um, and then she brought me into a relationship, introduced me to God from a relational perspective. So I am trying to escape this, you know, toxic marriage, but didn't know how. And I'm drowning in financial weight um, and dealing with a sick child all on my own. She brought me into the fold, if you will. Her entire uh, Mary Kay unit were all spirit-filled, on fire for God women that embraced me like sisters in a very sincere way. And within that year and a half, she she well she had started sending she started letting me borrow her uh, Joyce Meyer cassette tapes. I had a long drive, a long commute. Um, from where I lived into my job. And I began to listen to these cassette tapes and I began to, and at first I'm telling you, I had that. If anyone knows Joyce Meyer, you know that she is very no nonsense with the gospel. 
And, you know, all I knew up to that point was church. You know, I didn't really know Christ. I knew church. And so, I mean, she was both offending me and in, in pulling me in all at the same time. And I'm just like, and I'm talking to the lady who, I, who, who, who introduced me to all this. Her name was Sherry and Sherry Miller. And uh, I'm just like, oh, you know, she makes me so mad. But at the same time, she's just so on point. And she laughed. And I remember she started teaching me about that's what we call stepping on your foot in the Lord. I'm like, okay, well, she's uh, she said stepping on your toes. I said, well, yeah, she's stepping on my toes, you know. She said, well, that's because what she's saying is resonating. And so she got me to go to this Joyce Meyer conference in Branson, Missouri. Back then. Joyce is from Missouri. So Yes, she is. She is. Mm-hmm. She is. Um, not too far from, I think it's Fenton, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went to this conference and I mean, I was, dra- I was, but I went just kicking and screaming. Okay. I, I did not know the Lake of the Ozarks area. I'm new to Kansas City. I, I The last thing I wanted to do was spend my weekend in July, you know, in a cabin lake area. Okay. I'm just, my, but, but at the time, what I didn't realize, it was the enemy, okay? He was pulling out everything, you know, to fight against it. You know, the one friend I had, she had some fun thing that we were going to do and, 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 you know, blah, blah. And so I'm just like, okay, I'll go. And I was going out of obligation to Sherry. And so I thought. And so I went to this conference and... Even as I'm at the conference, I am just irritable the first day and a half, okay? It's 100 degrees in the shade, and it's 50 degrees below zero on the inside of the conference hall because they have the air blasting, and I'm just irritable, okay? I'm just irritable. And so, not, again, not realizing what was going on, God had his way, thank goodness, by the third day. I surrendered my life to the Lord, and from that moment, I began to learn. God God saved me, and then he continued to use Sherry to help me understand basic principles about um, how to pray specifically. And so she started teaching me about how to pray specifically when we were trying to find me a church home. So I started practicing specific prayers um, because I was driving from Kansas City, Missouri to Kearney, Missouri, which is where she lived at the time, to attend her church. And she was like, and, and that's for, for people who, of course, are listening to this, you don't have a frame of reference. It's about 25 minutes outside of the city. <laughs> so mm-hmm. with three kids, that was just a, a whole day journey. It was just it was just extremely long of a trip. You know, she's like teaching me about specific prayer. And in the midst of all of this, I just began to for for what people would tell me later, I didn't have a feed or a frame of reference, but I guess I began to grow in the things of the Lord pretty quickly. Um, my appetite for um, the gospel. My appetite, mostly though, my my zeal for other people knowing and experiencing what I experienced was really, really heavy. 
what really made the difference was that one time when I was in the process of praying specifically, I began to hear God talk to me about purpose and a plan for my life. And he began to show me things about covenant. And I went into covenant with God and I said, if your purpose for me is to tell others about how you save and how you heal, give me a a framework for that. And he began to give me answer that prayer through delivering me from that marriage, um, literally providing everything that I needed from a home to a vehicle in a city where I knew nobody and did not know much about resources and I had no money. So he began to deliver me from that situation. And then as I'm talking to God one night, he began to show me about how the enemy's target for me was the very place from where, so my greatest pain had always been, my greatest challenge had always been my sense of mental wellness, my sense of emotional wellness and strength. And he began to show me that all of those ways in which it had been tested, being in an abusive marriage and having toxicity be the result of most of the relational choices I had made up to that point. And coming from a long family history of mental health issues and addiction issues, one night I cried out to God and I asked him, why am I so different? Why did you spare me? I am the youngest of about 17 kids. And through all of my poor decisions, all of the ways in which I should have fallen into either addiction or mental illness, which are kind of one and the same, they kind of come together. Right. Why did he spare me? Why did all the times when, what, what did it mean when my mother would always tell me and other adults would tell me throughout my whole childhood that I was different, I was different. What was it all about? And that's when he began to reveal to me the purpose and the plan around being used out of the place of my greatest pain and challenge, he was going to use that and prepare me to help bring healing to others. And so that's kind of where it all began. He used Sherry to even help me find the strength to leave the dead-end job that I was on, to in faith rely solely on my disability income from my son and my Mary Kay income at the time and go back to school and finish my education so that I could become a licensed practitioner. The rest is, as we say, history, my story in the making. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, Tawana, what a story and what a blessing to have you share that, especially to those that are in such need right now of hearing this, those that are struggling today. I mean, mental health is so important to yes. uh, have health, emotional health in our culture today and having it through Jesus Christ. 
it, it, it's just uh, life-changing, as you've shared to the listeners. So I really appreciate it sometimes going through the process of telling your story like you have uh, to the depths that you have can be difficult and it can be emotional. There's so much healing that you can glean from it and others that hear it. And it's also such a blessing in our community here to have you to be able to practice based on what God brought you through to get you to where you are today so you can also lean into the lives of others. So I do thank you so much. And you have answered a lot of the questions that I was planning on asking at this point. But what I'd like to do in closing is just ask for those today that are listening that are dealing with a mirage of mental health issues, could be depression, could be, you know, drug addiction, and, you know, could be, you know, just going through suicidal, you know, thinking and just, you know, there's so many different facets of, of mental health. But what do you recommend? It, you know, say they don't trust others or they don't really have you in the community, you know, or someone like you, where would you recommend that they would go to get support? I mean, I, I know, you know, a lot of people say go to the Word of God or you know, go online or there's this resource or that, but I'd, I'd like to know your, your recommendation for our listeners today. You, you need a connection to a power that is greater than when you run out. Let's say you run out of answers. You run out of resources. And then you need to pair your relationship with God with a person in your community where you can kind of purge all of the toxicity. A lot of times it's important to just find somebody that you can trust. If you can that I prefer that be a trained professional that can help you kind of dissect where some of your perceived um, trouble versus real trouble is. And that's something we're trained to do. But if you can't get that far, just talk to someone who will allow you to purge the toxicity. Human beings are like containers. I liken it to a soda pop bottle. And there comes a point where you get all the acid dumped in there with each trauma. And then you have everyday life happening, which shakes it up. Okay. And so if you shake that up enough, then it's going to explode. If you release the cap off of it and let out the, the, the acid gradually, then you have less of a mess. So finding somebody that you trust, that you can just talk to, that you can just run things by, that you that will just listen to you compassionately is a huge start. And then, yes, you may need to go online and find a mental health professional. Every place from Facebook groups to now we have teletherapy um, that, 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 have, that operate through apps. Um, to your local community mental health center can be a resource to connect you to somebody that is professional. And so that's what I would recommend. That's kind of my, my combo. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. And as we've shared, um, everyone, 
uh, Tawana does have her own practice in the Overland Park area. And you can go on to her AbundantLivingLegacy.org website, too. And I, I'm sure that um, there's ways to get a hold of you if they do want to make an appointment with you. Is that right, Tawana? Yes. Yes. So I can be reached um, two ways for um, appointments. My direct office um, line is 913-820-2173. Again, that's 913-820-2173. And then also, I can be reached via email at abundant, with a T on the end, abundant living legacy at gmail.com. Again, that's abundant living legacy at gmail.com. Cool. So thank you so much again, Tawana. This has been such a wonderful um, conversation and you've shared so much and so appreciate that. And so excited to have you come on board Altered Stories Ministry in a board governance role and all things that will be gleaned from that. And then also our partnership in continuing to bring you on the show and have the yes. shared little tidbits along the way. And so I want to, again, thank you for the great support. And so in closing, ladies and gents, we may have you out there listening too. Um, I want to just thank you again for listening. And until next time, remember, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a new nonprofit evangelistic talk show for women. Our ministry is located in Overland Park, Kansas. And if you enjoyed listening to today's show, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of everyday women too. So why don't you share the link to our podcast on your social media? And we welcome your feedback. So let us know what you think. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories. We welcome your tax-exempt financial donations. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, log on to our website, alteredstories.org. That's alteredstories.org.